Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed. Dr. Ritchie has the day off. He's earned it. I always say this because it's my true intention that I'm going to try to behave today. And there's no one better to keep me honest. Very uplifting man. I just told him that. Mayor Benfield, North Carolina. Mayor Mondale Robinson, one of my favorites. You do uplift me, Mayor. And I just appreciate you. I want to behave or get into good trouble whenever I'm joined by you. So um, let's get into it. I won't be able to behave much on this first one, Mayor, but but we'll see. I'll probably uh, let you go first. California Police Department launches an investigation after a viral video sparks outrage. We've been following this one. Farland California Police Department is investigating the alleged use of force captured. Watch. You have been reacting to that. Video was posted across social media showing McFarland police beating the young man on the ground with a baton. Very disturbing to watch. When announcing their investigation, McFarland PD said in a statement, we are being as transparent as possible with all the known facts we have at this time. According to local outlets like KGET, MPD said, Officers were dispatched to assist the Kern County Sheriff's Office and California Highway Patrol for a report of hundreds of vehicles in reckless driving at Lake Willows near Delano, California. That was on Sunday, November 26th at just about 3.23 p.m. 
Now, KGET reported that after officers arrived, vehicles and the crowd then went to Walmart in Delano and conducted a street takeover of the Walmart parking lot. Again, according to MPD, Delano Police Department arrived to disperse the crowd and vehicles. And as the vehicles fled the parking lot, officers say some of the attendees allegedly began throwing glass bottles and vandalizing several police vehicles. Following the incident at Walmart, police say participants moved the street takeover near McFarland. So they moved over street where it was reported that there were approximately 200 vehicles, three to 400 people conducting a street takeover. MPD said when officers arrived to disperse the crowd, the attendees then moved the street takeover to the city of McFarland. The street takeover took place at several intersections in the city. Wild scene, apparently. Apparently. According to MPD, police dispatch was receiving numerous calls for service regarding the subjects causing a major peace disturbance and traffic obstructions. And a KCSO air unit reported there was a person who was pointing a laser from a firearm at the airship during the street takeover. MPD officer said, Then there was a call that several people were in a physical fight at this McDonald's under block of West Sherwood Avenue. Officers arrived to investigate the fight, reportedly found more than 50 subjects inside. Officers say they attempted to detain the two people who were involved in the fight. There were numerous vehicles, people in the parking lot at the time of the fight. Police say two people involved in the fight allegedly refused to comply with the officer's commands to submit to a detention. Officer's de-escalation techniques were ineffective. We'll get back to that sentence, I promise you. That's according to MPD. Both people ran from officers towards the parking lot. Both were overtaken in the parking lot. The two began allegedly resisting arrest. Again, we're going to get back to these statements. MPD, this is according to MPD, this is an arrest. They tried to de-escalate these, these suspects would not capitulate. McFarland Police Chief Brian Knox initially told the outlet officers were attempting to detain two suspects, a man and a woman who allegedly struck two people during a road racing event in Delano. Woman later identified as 22-year-old Anjanette Garcia of Fresno, was immediately taken into custody on suspicion of two misdemeanors after a short Struggle with officers. So the woman struggled with officers. Again, this is according to MPD. Officers say they use control holds and takedown techniques to take Garcia into custody. Garcia was not injured, according to police. According to police, I heard it too. Later booked into the Lerdo Justice Facility Center. Garcia was not listed on the Kern County booking website as of Monday afternoon. Let's get to the male suspect, later identified as 21-year-old Francisco Joaquin of Fresno, began allegedly resisting arrest while officers struggled to take him into custody on the ground, according to police. After a brief struggle and use of, (laughs) who wrote this? And use of less lethal weapons, they do want you to know that. Officers say they were able to take Joaquin into custody. KGET notes during a search of Joaquin, officers say they recovered this loaded semi-automatic firearm with an illegal extended magazine. 
Additionally, officers say they learned Joaquin is a documented Fresno gang member and convicted felon. When did they learn that? According to the Kern County Booking website, Joaquin was arrested on suspicion of nine felony counts, including gang charges, carrying a loaded firearm without registration, resisting an executive officer, and possession of a firearm by a felon. Joaquin refused medical aid, was booked into the Lerdo Justice Facility Center, according to MPD. Now, per 23, let's follow these details here. Because this thing is getting more and more interesting. It is. Per 23 ABC one witness, Jay Medina said prior to the assault, quote, Joaquin wanted to know why. He was like, am I being detained? The officer was like, come out and you'll find out. We'll talk about it outside. Creative license. Medina and her boyfriend watched the argument unfold. Medina detailed further, quote, the officer didn't want to tell him. So then Joaquin was like, I'm not going. And that's when he walked out. Then they started chasing after him and he started running. While recording the incident, Medina told 23ABC she felt scared watching Joaquin being hit repeatedly and Garcia being pinned down after she had just been pulled down by her hair. Medina said Garcia's chest even became exposed and that Garcia asked officers to quote, cover me please. But Medina said officers didn't cover her. See the pictures. So mayor, they said they're trying to be as transparent as possible. You know, this was a melee. There were hundreds of cars, three to 400 people. Now in the McDonald's parking lot, we saw less as they got to the McDonald's and said, where'd all the people go, right? But I'm curious about the transparency and what what you saw in that video? Yeah, I definitely didn't see. I think what I saw was completely different than the police department statement. It's unbelievable to me that they they literally are trying to say that the de-escalation tactics didn't work or or failed, and people began to ram. What they forgot to mention is the de-escalation tactics weren't de-escalation tactics at all. They walked in with this with a gun in in ready go mode. He's in a with an assault rifle in gold mode, screaming across the restaurant, telling somebody to come out. The person is asking, why are you calling me out? Why should I go out? I'm not going out. Like, you won't tell me I'm not going with you. At that point, it seems like you're trying to kidnap him. He asks you in front of all of these people to tell me why. You, you have no why. He goes the opposite direction, which is smart. This idea that he's resisting when he was down on his hands and knees as if he was in a praying position and then started getting beat with a baton repeatedly randomly as well. And, and and I can't believe, I, we didn't even see what happened to the female in this video. We just saw didn't her snatched good. down and the camera just immediately was focused on the guy. We just hear her screaming in the background. This idea that policing in this country is working is dismayed and also put proof on, on cause right now. We see why we have to dismantle policing in this video. It does not matter the color of the cop. When they put on that uniform, it seems... Yeah as if they forget that they are dealing with humans and everybody is obligated to agree or submit to whatever order they offer. And if they don't, then well, you get beat. And also if anybody, if anybody is trying to record it, don't matter because well, it's America. You didn't see what you just saw. (laughs) You didn't see, we'll put out the statement, police will. And whatever you saw, witnesses, bystanders, innocent people, you didn't see. And as far as these tactics go, Mayor, 
this notion that we use these tactics, you know, referring to the training at the academy, I guess. What I saw as a lay person was someone come in, I don't know, my guns look like an Uzi to me. Is it, you know, assault rifle is what you call it, mayor. And I don't know how threatened that officer was. There was someone standing right next to him, a, a civilian. Could have grabbed the Uzi, assault rifle, whatever. I don't know why, if you're trying to de-escalate, you wouldn't just walk in if you're, if you're that unafraid that you're just not even watching your back and say, um, I don't know, man, we got a call. You mind if I talk to you for a second? I mean, you know, just approach. Let's not let's not bring this thing on up like you're around the way. Okay. I it was gang-like behavior right there, jawing back and forth and you know, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. As a journalist mayor, I will say this. And we've talked about this time and time again, because I looked at it as I'm the last line of defense to the viewer. And so I can't say everything you hand me, producer, writer. I just, I'm not going to say that. I need to be able to justify my words because words matter. And just because the police, there are times the police handed in a statement based on their protocols, I guess. And you would be surprised, it'd be lifted right into the journalist copy. I don't know anything about that. Police say this is what happened. And sometimes days later, you might, if you did at all, get some footage. Well, the man with a butter knife didn't even lunge at you, didn't lunge at you at all. I'll give you the last word. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, man. It is frustrating. And then to cover up their behavior and to, to justify it, what do you start doing? You start otherizing this young man and starting to say, you didn't say we beat a 21 year old. Uh, what you started talking about was, oh, he's in a gang. He had, he's a convicted felon. First of all, nobody's a convicted felon. You may be a person with felony convictions, but when you mm -hmm. start telling people someone is a convicted felon, naming them by an action that they may have committed in a system as corrupt as what we just saw, we don't, I mean, like that shouldn't carry weight. So we need to get past that. And I think until we learn how to deal with that, listen, you said it and people should understand it. We are not in a position where we could take the police's words step by step. And that's not a crime, by the way, to say that. Trust but verify. Didn't Ronnie Reagan say that, Mayor? You're the historian. You you know better than I, but you work for the people, right? Serve and protect us. Why can't I? My daughter tells me something. I'm going to call the other mother. Make sure, okay? You know, just invite yourself or you're not really going there. I love her. I trust her. I must verify We'll keep following the story. We'll see how things unfold, how they may change. See if there's lawsuits filed or if in exchange for dropping a resisting arrest charge or something, this thing can maybe just go away. I don't know. We'll see. Department of Justice is investigating Mississippi Police Department for targeting black residents. Well, this is different. Let's see what's going on. DOJ launches probe into Mississippi town where white cops allegedly use military-like tactics on black residents they falsely arrest. I wonder if this is a new allegation. This investigation stems from allegations included in a 2022 lawsuit filed by several black residents against the city of Lexington. The complaint comes after a slew of complaints about local officials to the agency. And here's some of what that lawsuit states. Throughout 2021 and 2022, plaintiffs and other black Lexington citizens have been falsely arrested, forced to undergo baseless 
searches and seizures, roadblocks subjected to unreasonable force by LPD officers when they verbally object to police mistreatment. Court documents stated, tactics employed by LPD against these black citizens are like those recommended for use by the United States Army to quell armed rioters in occupied nations. Hmm. Now, Black Star with the details here. Police officers purposely set up roadblocks in predominantly black areas, especially near Holmes County Central High School, when it held events. The complaint insinuates that officers executed about 300 roadblocks last year to monitor black motorists. Well, this doesn't go on in America, does it? This is someplace else. Don't we go? We deploy to other places to try to get people relief and instill order and democracy. Isn't that isn't that what we do? We send people to these places where there's all of these checkpoints and roadblocks. So this is what the lawsuit's about. Police officers purposely set up those roadblocks. Interim police chief now. What's he accused of? Interim police chief Henderson started harassing not only Stewart, but also his family members, including his children and nephews. In one instance, after his daughter declined Henderson's advances, he began to approach her and pin phony crimes on her, such as taking too long to get out of her car. Again, this is from the lawsuit, Atlanta Black Star with the details. Can we put up the chief's picture again? Mayor, you just made the point. Because I hear people shouting sometimes when we show a picture. And it happens to be a black person in uniform saying, see, it can't, this, you know, this isn't racist. I need you to make the point again before we move any further into the details here that there's one color too often, it's blue. Yeah, I think, and I think people, people got to get comfortable with this idea that policing is bad. We get, Part of it is it's based in this notion that there's a bad apple. No, it's a bad system. And the fact that the DOJ, and I know we're going to talk about this more, the DOJ is investigating and targeting black people in Mississippi. It's hilarious in the most uh, sad, in the saddest position possible, right? They're a hundred plus years too late. Um, Tell tell all the people, all the black people dead that there's been uh, an investigation launched by the DOJ and see how excited they might be. Ie circa eighteen something. This is ni- this is twenty twenty three, and we know this is happening. We know it's been happening, and it's tragic. And this and this also goes into this idea that elections matter, right, Sharon? Think about mm-hmm. this. This is a town that's seventy six percent black, and and I tell people all the time when the power structure exists in the manner that it does, it does not matter what your elected officials look like if you didn't vote them in. If a minor if a minority percentage of the population is controlling who's in charge. You still get outcomes like this, where you can have a black a black police chief who's comfortable with what's happening to black people in this town. Let's talk more about black police chief Mayor Henderson is accused of breaking into a 60 year old woman's home without a warrant. While only wearing a nightgown during the winter, she was maced, arrested without her Miranda warning being read to her and hosed down before the chief left the scene. Former Lexington Police Department Chief Sam Dobbins was fired in 2022 after a secret recording of him leaked. There's Sam. The audio Dobbins can be heard bragging he shot and killed 13 people in the line of duty, including a black man who he says 
He shot 119 times. Jesus. Yeah. According to a copy of the 16-minute recording obtained by USA Today. What on earth from his own lips? More than 20 officers turned in their badges due to not aligning with the behaviors and city's culture of corruption. For instance, one officer resigned after he saw Dobbins strike a suspect in the head while they were handcuffed. Now, when fellow officers entrenched in this culture say, that's too much for me, I'm out of here. I don't want any part of this. You know it's bad. Bragging on the recording, I don't know, maybe maybe it is true. They walked right off the job, said, here's my resignation. Hartman pushed out at least four officers after refusing to violate individual rights. Now, more than a year later, the US Department of Justice announced a probe into the police department in the city. The DOJ made the announcement November 8th, said it would zero in on use of force, and it stopped searches and arrests. They also plan to reach out to the community for insight into their experiences. City officials, I'll go ahead and read the last line of our reporting. City officials are cooperating with them. I wish the city officials mayor cooperated when they were hearing about a police force run amok, violating people, hurting people, killing people. I wish the city would have cooperated with the citizens at that time. Am I wrong? You know you're not wrong, and the tragedy is they know you're not wrong, except for it's the way of America, right? It is it's as American as apple pie for the police departments to behave in this manner and the city government to uphold that behavior. This is tacky, but it's also, again, American. And we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the similarities between Lexington, Mississippi and Ferguson, how 70% of plus of the population are black, still controlled by white people with white police chief and also mayors where people are acting and living like second class citizens subjected to these crazy pullover and fines that are subjected, or I mean, or that are just basically based on your race profiling. We talked about it in New York and the problem it posed under the past two mayors of that city. We are just allowing it to happen throughout the southern part of this country as if it's soup de jour. So until we are getting serious about really, really addressing the police department, including the mayors as part of that, because I tell people all the time, elections have uh, uh, consequences. And if you have a mayor that allows racism in the police department, then your mayor is de facto racist. And And I think we need to just see it that way and call it that way and stop sitting the hell out on elections, especially local ones. You know, Mayor, I was in Ferguson, I covered Ferguson day one. And I would come back to the newsroom and some white colleague would say to me, I don't understand what they want. Hmm. They, I said, well, so-and-so, I think what they want is to just be able to breathe and walk. There were stories, story after story, of people in Ferguson, Missouri, black people who said there wasn't a day that they did not fear going jaywalking, arrested. Let me pat you down, arrested, put in a debtor's prison. Does this still go on? Yes, debtor's prison. In fact, poor blacks were justifying the cost to call tiny Ferguson a city with its own police force sick. But I had dinner, Mayor, with a political operative friend not that long ago, and he said something to me. He mostly helps 
well, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle he's on, but he said this. We began talking about Cop City, which you're familiar with. It's something that people are objecting to, others are demanding. And he said to me, what most people don't realize is there must be an alliance between corporate well-to-do residents who secretly want more police because what do they want? They want to keep a certain population in check in order for them to do business. That is their formula, that's how they see it. It is a contract. It is why a black chief perhaps would allow this kind of behavior and set up roadblocks, 300 roadblocks, because it's a predominantly black attended event. You're a mayor who, by the way, I don't think takes a salary or barely does. It's not gonna buy you maybe two dinners, mayor. But you know about this kind of thing. I was interested, stunned, appalled, but tell me more. Yeah, I mean, listen, the idea that, you know, especially like local state level, the idea that police departments are part or extended, extended arms of corporations should not be surprised to anybody in America. People think and we believe because we have such an over-policing of people, especially black and brown people in this country, that police have always been a part of America. But in actuality, that's not the case. There, were, there weren't police departments during slavery, right? They needed a way to criminalize being black and free. So they created these police departments and all of these new constitutions after the Civil War were formed where police departments became mandates. So what they did was they simply said, okay, we'll just use what we were, were slave catchers. Think about that. The police departments used to be slave catchers, protecting the interests of the well-to-do. Because during slavery, the richest zip codes were all in the South, where plantations were. So people literally took these people who were only there to protect and bring back missing property, i.e. black bodies that had found them way free, bring them back. And turn them into police departments. And they still function that way. They are only, when you see protect and serve, it was not a government entity designed mm. to protect you, Sharon, and me, and anybody else that looked like us. It's only there to protect and serve broken glass and corporation. And that's how they show up. And now the corporation that they're serving, and we're not talking about it, are these privatized prisons. How do you protect them? Putting more black bodies in them, of course. They have mandates, right, Mayor? A lot of them say it must be 90% full, or how do you? How do you do that, you know, without getting these charges going, flowing? Let's get some uh, cop to this or that. It's stunning. But I will say this, you, I hope, aren't a rare bird mayor down in Enfield, North Carolina. Because when my friends ask me about Cop City, my journalistic nose just says, well, I need to smell what's cooking over here because there is no Cop City unless city council and the mayor of the great Civil rights city, Martin Luther King birthplace, the King Center's here. Unless the mayor of Atlanta and others have already made the deal, you can protest all you want, but you better smell what they're cooking. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today, the mayor of North Carolina, Enfield, North Carolina. Mondale Robinson joins us, importing his wisdom again. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed, filling in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the mayor of Enfield, North Carolina. Mondell Robinson is here today. Always a pleasure to get the mayor's wisdom, insight, a historian too. 
you're a historian, mayor, you know your facts. There's almost, I don't know, a subject you don't know about, okay? So I call you the star of this show. I really think you are. And now we'll go to our daily co-star. She's always there. Not me. I wish a Karen would. <laughs> you want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel Back off! I've had a couple of African-American men threatening my life. Yeah, I do. All right. I need you to remove yourself from the vehicle. You're Call the police. I'm ready to talk to them. You're not you allowing. Will, you will then prove to them that you're supposed to be to here. To them, not yes. to you. Not to you. So move. Call them. Why would I call the police on myself? You need to move. You're, no, I don't. It's, you're causing an unsafe situation and you're entrapping me from leaving. You're, I cannot leave because you. Of you cannot prove to me that you belong here. Okay, I believe it's kidnapping, but I'm not a lawyer. Is Karen demanding to know where a man lives, whether or not he actually lives in the neighborhood? I don't even know if she lives there, you understand? And by the way, I don't know if you saw it, Mayor, but why so many keys, Karen? Why did you have all those keys on a string? I wanna know where you live. The man, you heard him, says, why would I call? The police on myself. But why mayor or police even mentioned it all? I can't imagine that day. And I think it's still an extension of today where any black person had to stop when a white person said, show me your papers. This is show me your papers. Very patient man, mayor, very patient man, as she was in my view, holding him hostage. This is kidnapping, preventing him from leaving. Yeah, it definitely looks like kidnapping to me. And like you said, we're not lawyers. Uh, I did go to law school and it definitely looks like kidnapping yeah, yeah. to me. Here's, 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 here's my thing. Here's the audacity to believe that you have the right to stand in front of someone's door and demand that they show you that they live in a neighborhood. What if they don't live in a neighborhood? How do you get new neighbors, but for them driving through seeing a house that's for sale or something or for rent? This idea that you are the police. This, this is, this is. <laughs> This is caring behavior. I'm going to tell you why this is so dangerous. Everybody is not as gentle, as kind as this person. One person saying that they feel threatened by this woman and pulling out a gun and doing something to her. And then all of a sudden, this situation is completely different, right? You cannot be a vigilante. Uh, You cannot be a caring vigilante in this manner where you just walk up to anybody's car door and stand in it. And I don't even know if you open the door, but regardless, you will not let this person close their own car door in the middle of the street. A public street, it looks like. So I am I'm confused at what makes her the the police of this situation, but for her whiteness, but for yeah. her caringness. Caringnessity, I believe, is in the dictionary now, not it should be. Full definition, all forms, verb noun, however you want to use it, Karen in. Okay. It should be fully understood. It should be taught in schools because these people are out there. And I'll take it a step further, Mayor, since why not speculate? Because the scenario you laid out. Could very well happen. Only if the person who said, I feel threatened, justifiably so, or perhaps brown, and injured or worse, this woman, do you know what the disconnected members of the disconnected media would report? A so and so age woman was in, and then they said, and all she did was ask him, Hey, do you live around here? Total disconnect with the 
oppression, the oppression of other people, because this is not your world. In your world, police are heroes. They've done nothing wrong. If you've attracted their attention, you must be at fault. You did something. Come on. You did something. Just don't know what it is. The gentleness, I suspect, Mayor, and I'll give you the last word on this, is a result of what this gentleman perhaps was taught about how you should handle this bear in the wild. Okay. When you encounter a bear in the wild, you're supposed to play dead. Play dead because the bear doesn't really want to mess with somebody who's just compliant, dead. I suspect that this gentleman knows that Karen's actually are dangerous as much as we like to laugh at them. Indeed, and I and I think uh, and the, the sad part about it is in a country that, that prides itself being the country of the land of the free and the brave, from sea to shining sea, one must pretend to be dead just to just to Miranda and move around the streets. Meander, I mean. So that, that I'm here's what I'm bothered by though. I I have a different philosophy. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe in the don't touch me. I'm not I'm not passive. Like if if you run up in my face. Um, and I have a history of it. I'm not a, I'm not acting as a badass, but you are not gonna, I'm not gonna be my grandmother. I'm not gonna be nice about the situation. If yeah. you bring, if you bring this type of behavior to me, you're gonna wish you didn't because I'm, I'm gonna shoot fire at you and I don't stop. I just don't. It's like Doc always says, Dr. Richie said, uh, you bring that to me. I'm not gonna take the high road. Doc says what? I'm travel right back down the road you brought it to me on. Okay. You understand. All of this just is enough to make you sick. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? I feel French. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Make me a small one. Make me a small one. Make me a small one. My improv class, this is where you're putting on quite the performance for the room. And sometimes they tell you, go bigger, go bigger, project more. And that's indeed what I heard here. And the thing about it is, she just wouldn't take no for an answer. So you have a smaller lid like this, so you can make me whatever, whatever the, this comes with. Can you please make me a drink just like this? I understand how Yeah, for drinks. This, 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 yeah, and for the cold. Okay, so what do you do when someone orders online and they take it to go? 
even there, but it won't make like this, like that. It just preliminary uh, on on the level. Okay. So then this fits. Then, then this lid fits. Loud, aggressive, worn Crocs with a dusty heel. Why? From what can be heard, it sounds like a drink order was unsatisfactory, but for some reason, Karen got on the train wanting an ice drink lid for a hot drink beverage, which the male employee simply explained would melt. Mayor, I am disappointed in Dunkin' Donuts because about a year ago, they got rid of hazelnut swirl, my favorite. And I really like it, okay? So I don't go as often now. But I think Karen, with her bossy self and ill-advised desire for the cold drink lid, spoke to this gentleman because he was different than her. And I do think she was putting on a performance. She was doing improv in the worst kind of way. What say you? Uh, I say you. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm, I. Why do people show up and? I drink a lot of coffee. Okay, I drink a lot mm-hmm. of coffee. Bad coffee, good coffee. I just like coffee. I've never treated anybody at work like this over a damn lid. He put the coffee in the coffee cup. She and the 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 reason you know someone is just caring. Caring is when that when the story changed. The reason you're screaming, the reason you're so loud, the reason you're acting so awful, right? Is when it changes so much. First, it was the cup size, and also she needed it in a different cup because you're taking it to her son. That was the first. Then it became there was no lid on the cup. There were then it was no care, no drizzle. It wasn't any of those things. You're a miserable woman. That's it. You're just miserable. And this idea that you can treat someone that looks different and, and call someone on them uh, is rested in this idea of whiteness. I, I deserve whatever I want, regardless of how complicated or challenging it is for you, person of color. You have to deal with this. That is at the root of all caring. You cannot, as a person of color, you cannot you cannot inconvenience me. Even if you were on this sidewalk first, I'm not obligated to move because you have no rights that I have to respect. Even if you were at work making coffee for me. So this was absolutely disgusting to me. The fact that it went on so long and this gentleman just kept yeah. explaining that I'm not putting hot coffee in a cold cup because it's going to melt. And then you'll be the person that sued me for being burned mm-hmm. is absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't in the store. Because I would have had to say, why don't you get out of here and get out of his face, okay? Uh, 
before we go to break, if we could put the picture up one more time, because there's something else. I think we have to be protected from these, these vile people. That includes her son. I guarantee he does not want her showing up where he is, maybe it's the job, looking like that with a funky attitude and looking like that. It's not right to talk about people's appearance, but when they act as ugly as the outfit mayor, what am I supposed to do? Right, and in this this case, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I'm gonna try to take the break and comport myself, but you. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's something to be said about like the stank, not just in the way she looked, but the yes. stank that she left. Like, if that you look part. at the in that picture we just put up, if you put that picture back up and look, the, the, look how defeated this person looked as she's walking away from his counter. He has to finish his shift with the stank that she left on him for the rest of the day while he's just trying to pay his bills. It's ridiculous. It's I I don't think people should be subjected to this. Nah. Just like people get banned from planes, should be should be banned from. Not just Dunkin' Donut, all coffee yeah. shops. Yeah, functified, and you stay out of no more coffee for you. Not even decaf. I wouldn't even give her decaf. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reedin for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the mayor of Benfield, North Carolina. The Honorable Mayor Mondale Robinson joins us. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reedin for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina, joins us too. Let's get some comments going, Mayor. Um, about the Karen demanding to see the man's paperwork, I guess, saying, do you live here? And frankly, we've concluded with our, well, you went to law school, I didn't, but I'm telling you, this is kidnapping. She held him hostage, wouldn't let him leave. Next, TYT reporter says that is more specifically called false imprisonment. Does that sound right, Mayor? Okay, TYT reporter. And yes, I see why you have such. Handle. Karen loses it on a Dunkin' Donuts employee. Brett Campbell, aka Dragon My Ass, says, Your husband deserves a purple heart for listening to your nagging voice day after day, Karen. He might not. This might have been the last straw. And now it's going viral. So <laughs> maybe no more. Okay. And Dragon My Ass also says, um, Keep your hands off the lids people will drink from, Karen. And I, I just agree with it wholeheartedly. California PD launches investigation after viral video sparks outrage. I hate the headline because it is it really an investigation? Okay. But anyway, he's back. Next CYT reporter. De-escalation techniques should be most of their training, but I guarantee it's a small session <laughs> where they yell at dummies. Yeah. It needs to be the thing where you know how they have to all get tased, see how it feels. They need to figure out something like that. Okay. YouTube. Back to the Karen again, demanding that the man prove he lives in the neighborhood. Librio says, and we thank you, Librio. She believes no one lighter than her lives in the neighborhood. In the summer, she harasses the tan. It's <laughs> probably true. It is probably true. I know some people, they get real dark in the summer. They love it. Go for your skin, but okay. Okay, and one more for you, the DOJ investigating Mississippi Police Department, Lexington, for targeting black residents. Tasty Cake says, Mississippi has got to be the worst state for black people. And I feel so bad for those living in that dreadful state. I need you to comment on that, Mayor, because there's a lot of these places. It could be that Mississippi has the most, but what do you think? That's, I think I think we're naive to believe that Mississippi is the worst state. Uh, Malcolm X said it. 
so perfectly when he said every state beneath Canada is a southern state. If you're talking mm. about ideology, it isn't just Mississippi where stopping frisk happened. New York was uh, the subject of DOJ investigation for that. New York discriminates the most as it pertains to preventing black people from participating in their elections because they make you register an entire year before you can participate. So it is not just Southern states. And I think it's naive. People forget that California, black men are less than 5% of the population, but 25% of the prison population. So it's not just Southern states that are discriminating against black bodies. It is hard to be black in these United States collectively. Mm. Ooh, New York. Then when you get on the Jersey Turnpike, we know that story, right? Stopping every black person in a vehicle is barely an exaggeration. Let's uh, go to this next story. It's a record breaker. I mean, she made history. Georgia company to pay $3 million to a black woman who endured harassment. That word doesn't begin to tell the story of what went down here, folks. According to Channel 2 Action News and the law firm Buckley Bala Wilson Mew LLP, Tiffany Marshall, Georgia woman has won more than $3 million, the judgment in a racial and discrimination lawsuit against Title Wave Response. LLC and its owner, John Myers. It's the largest single plaintiff verdict in the Northern District of Georgia history. That ought to tell you something. That ought to get your attention. Tidal wave response. They clean up water damage. Atlanta Blackstar provides more details for us. Marshall was an office manager for the water damage restoration company in the Atlanta suburb of Shambly, Georgia, and claimed she was subjected to abusive and misogynistic treatment by her employer, including being forced to change his baby's diapers, enduring comments about his penis and racial intimidation. Marshall began working for the company in February 2018, but resigned on August 6, 2021, after being subjected to Meyer's harassment on a near daily basis, which ended after a confrontation where he threw hot coffee at Marshall. Already. And again, the verdict's in. This is the boss from hell. The boss from hell. Okay. Myers forced her to watch his infant, change the child's diapers, calling it a quote, task suited for a woman. Also forced her to do the job of a terminated project manager, commented on his penis size, and mocked his interpretation of black vernacular. Why, boo, why? The lawsuit states that Marshall confronted her boss about the extra duties on August 4th, two days before she left her position with the company. The complaint says that Myers became irate, shouted profanities, threw a cup of hot coffee near her, causing Marshall to fear for her safety and flee the office. Other reported harassment included Myers repeatedly questioning Marshall about her sex life and implying she was sleeping with a coworker. Myers also asked Marshall if she thought a potential employee was hot and asked about her breast size. The complaint noted Myers making sexually charged noises and saying he was sexually aroused as well. The jury deliberated for four hours before awarding Marshall back pay in the amount of $50,113.82. And then came the big money. She was awarded Compensatory and punitive damages for race discrimination, racial harassment, sex discrimination, sexual harassment, and retaliation. Total award being 
$3,470,393.82. And I want the 82 cents too. The whole bit of it pay up. Mayor, the fact that this was so grand, so out there, what does that tell us about the culture? When a Georgia jury, they don't even like these kind of juries in Georgia, federal or state, I'm just telling you, for them to award this black woman all that money, what does that tell us about just how bad it is? Yeah, that it means she went through hell for sure. I mean, we heard, we reading it, but trust me, it was so much more probably. And they they saw that bear out probably in evidence. And this is why she had to prove with probably with beyond a reasonable doubt, which is not the standard that's required in lawsuits. But when you're black, it is. And apparently she had the information, she had the receipts. Uh, but I, I, I want, can I, can I just, can I go on a little nerd rant real quick? Sure. For people, black vernacular is a real thing. African-American vernacular English is as real as regular English or standard English. People need to understand the, the, the dialect between what a pidgin language is. And English itself is a pidgin language. So this idea that you're mocking African-American vernacular is actually dumb as hell. Uh, go figure out where it came from and how what Patois is to Jamaicans and what African-American vernacular is to Black people who were not allowed to learn your English, sir, which is also in itself a broken language. So I can't stand people mocking something that they have no context on and no, not truly understanding what it is. So to that, I say, with all of the S's included in African-American vernacular, this man is full of S. And I'll leave it at you to fill in the rest. I see that, Mayor, you're wrong. You want people to do what now? Know their history, do a little study before they just blurt out something ignorant? That's just not gonna happen, okay? But that doesn't mean they shouldn't. It's absolutely ridiculous, okay? And people can shop wherever they want, Mayor. They can, your house is damaged. There's not that many companies in the game. But I know I sure would. First, I hope it never happens, but I'd be shopping around. I'd be shopping around because I did a little few searches and there's some other things out there. When you behave one way over here, you might behave badly in some other things. Whatever it is. Things that matter, things that don't, but you're just a bad actor. You're a bad actor. And you're not alone, apparently. There's a lot of bad actors out there, a lot of good people too. There's still good people. There's a lot of bad actors out there. Florida commissioner called cops on the mayor, falsely claiming she had a gun. What in the? The commissioner called cops on the mayor. Well, let's see who's who around here. Pembroke Park, Florida. Okay. Commissioner, oh, okay. Okay, I understand. Here's the details, folks. Pembroke Park, Florida, Commissioner Jeffrey Jacobs is under fire after being accused of harassing Pembroke Mayor, Pembroke Park Mayor, Ashira Muhammad. And a Black Star reports Jacobs allegedly spread rumors accusing the mayor of stealing money. And even went so far as to falsely report to the Broward Sheriff's Office she had a firearm during a public meeting on the evening of Wednesday, November 8th. I don't know what the laws are in Pembroke Park. But if we went to Michigan, I remember seeing a bunch of people armed strolling up in where the legislators were, just unbothered. But we'll stay in Florida. 
Let's stay there. Mayor Muhammad said during the meeting, it has come to my attention that the police have been called because there is an allegation by the commissioner that I have a weapon on me, particularly that I have a gun on me. Hmm. Because of the report, police were called to the commission chambers to investigate Jacob's false claims. False claims. So with that, I'm going to allow the chief to search my purse on the record so that everyone can see, the mayor said. Now, you done broke up all, there's only so much time for the meeting, commissioner. You don't stop the meeting with your lies. And now I have to allow a man to go through my purse. Or is it a woman there? Still, why do I have to prove? Why do I have to prove that you're lying? You're just believed, I guess, and the cops showed up. They also said, you called them. Because of the report, according to Local 10 News, Pembroke Park Police Chief R.A. Shanna Dabney Donovan told commissioners after conducting the search, quote, as a police chief, as a police officer, when I hear certain alert words, I had to come and disrupt the meeting. So I apologize for the disruption of the meeting. Okay, chief, but do you understand? Did he really have reasonable suspicion to believe this? Or is it when we kind of move forward with a false police? Is there something that we can do here? I should go into law school. Dabney Donovan conducted a search of Mayor Muhammad's purse and person. First privately and then in public setting to be transparent as she debunked the firearm claim. The mayor willingly acquiesced to the search to prove she did not have a weapon, but went on to blast the commissioner, no pun intended, for leveling false accusations against her just to malign her character. Mayor confronted Jacobs saying, quote, you've gone around telling people I've stolen money. You've gone around telling people I'm going to jail, the mayor said. You've lied and accused people of having affairs. On this dais, it needs to stop. We're constantly being beat down by one person on this stage. Hmm. You are trying to lies told in the broadcasting world. It's all the same. I just keep doing what I'm doing. And the mayor is too. How about that? I think it's ridiculous, Muhammad said, about his accusation of her having a gun. At this point, you need to seek professional help. Or be ordered to, is what I insert. Jacobs, who had announced during that meeting that he called the sheriff's office but didn't offer the attendees a reason for his call, had nothing to say in response to Muhammad's denunciations of him. So you let all those people think, I don't know, what is he calling in terrorism? What do you, you tell us? If we're all in danger, if she has the gun and you're worried, should you tell us? You just sat there with your mouth shut. You do all your talking in the dark behind people's back. Okay, the two uh, had gotten into a heated argument earlier in the meeting about his ability to control himself and follow the set rules for speaking. Jacob has referred the press to his lawyers for any questions about the November 8th episode. Did your lawyer call the police or did you? The audience was packed with police officers, but for some reason he claimed he had a credible fear for his life from me. And that I had a firearm on me, Muhammad later said to WSVN, adding, this isn't his first allegation against me. He's filed numerous reports with the Ethics Commission, the State Attorney, the Office of Inspector General, 
been consistent for three years of just countless baseless allegations. According to his critics, this is not the first political antic the former mayor has launched to get under the skin of his political foes. This year, city officials commissioned an independent investigation into Jacobs over complaints he engaged in such toxic discourse that caused some of the town's department heads and other commissioners to resign rather than work with him while he was mayor of the town. Is he related to Jim Jordan? It sounds like behavior that this is what it sounds like. Okay, these are these ridiculous antics and tactics. Same time at that meeting where Muhammad's bag was searched, he called for town clerk Marlene Martel to be suspended without pay, accusing her of sending an anonymous letter to the press and commissioners to show that he had done unpermitted work on his home after being cited. Although the investigation into Jacobs was found, he created a hostile, volatile, toxic workplace. According to WLPG, he's still permitted to serve as a commissioner for the people who elected him. Well, this is quite foolish. And when you continue to go this far, I think, Mayor, that there is a time where you, you got to get sued. You're disrupting town business, you're disrupting my life. These are baseless allegations. Again, I should have gone to law school, I didn't, but there's got to be a statute, Mayor. Where we can hold you, the town should hold you accountable. The people who elected you should hold you accountable. You have loose lips and not a shred of evidence. You're behaving like a fool. Like a fool, like a Karen, whatever you want to call it. Like this, this segment could have been in uh, Karen, right? You're right. Also, like, or oh, wasn't the red state hell because it is Florida. This is Florida man, right? But here's the thing. We know exactly what the problem is. This guy used to be the mayor. This black woman is doing the job. He's pissed about it. And this is how he behaved, like a three-year-old. The, the disgusting part about this is I would love to see their town charter that that for removing a councilman because somebody has to be like, this is enough. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then, and then even in Florida, a state where you can kill people for nothing, the standard ground state of states. You're calling a police officer because the mayor allegedly has a gun. Their governor just signed in law this year that you can carry you can carry concealed weapons without permit. So even oh, I have a question. May I apologize? Mm-hmm. Is that law for uh, blacks too? Or mm-hmm. I was just asking for. Yeah, you know, gun laws have never been for black people. People mm-hmm. might not want to talk about the history of it, but the Second Amendment came as a like a offer to poor white people never mm-hmm. to ban with mm-hmm. black people again. Even the right to marry was one of those laws that were given to white people, poor white people, so they wouldn't ban with poor black people and attack the system, the status quo. So you're absolutely right. Gun rights have never been for black people. And the only time NRA and other white or gun right orgs got together and said no, um, no to black people having guns, people need to think about it, was when the Black Panthers and Ronald Reagan was governor of California, they actually got together when the Black Panthers showed up with guns to the state house and passed gun restricting laws and the NRA were in favor of that. So we already know that those laws were not for black people. And uh, I, I think this is disgusting. This is a disgusting show of whiteness. And people need to understand whiteness has nothing to do with all white people. It has to, everything to do with this idea that white people operate and exist in a space that's superior to everybody else. This man sitting up there with nothing to say should have been handcuffed and carried out of that meeting for that false claim. Were you wasting police resources in Broward County, which people should know 
is the blackest county in Florida, right? This is this is where people are showing up. Like you, you're wasting police resources in a space to do nothing but create terror on black bodies. Yeah, I, I cut my teeth. I worked for SVN, WSVN down there as a reporter, and I know the area well. And here's why I satirically reference Jim Jordan. It's the tactics here, Bayer. If you want to be a jerk and block everything, all the legislation she wants, whatever, all the policies she wants to implement, I guess that's your right. But we're not even talking about that. Benghazi, Benghazi, Eric Holder, contempt. We're talking about January 6th. We're talking about this extracurricular devilishness. If you don't look like me, if I didn't get the role, whatever it is, whatever the motivation is, I'm going to stop all business. I'm going to shut down the government. This is this is why I reference what's his face who used to be the wrestling coach. <laughs> you, you you know you, we're still going to reference it. Not good. Give me the last word. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, I don't think it's impossible. I think it's impossible, and also ahistorical for us to try to separate Jim Jordan's behavior and these other people who behave this manner. I don't even know anything about this uh, councilman, but I bet you he's a registered Republican. To behave in this manner is to be what the Republican Party has become in this country right now. And the sad part about that is, while I am not a Republican, I think we need a functioning Republican Party so as to make this this thing we call a two-party system operate properly, but we don't. We have these people who, if they don't get their way, they'll stop all business, all manners of business to, 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 to affect people's lives. And I think that is beyond sad, which is why I say people need to be looking at the town's charter or the that city's charter to see how they remove this person, because he definitely isn't doing the bidding for people that elected him. He's simply out here exacting revenge on folk. Yeah, well, that's the new Republican Party. And if there's not going to be any more Jack Kemp or John McCain, Mitt Romney, then I'm fine. If you want to make it a two-party system, then you could do Democrats and then progressives or something. Just try something new. Maybe that'll work. The country can head in a different direction. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the mayor of Enfield, North Carolina. Mondale Robinson joins us. We still have more to come. This next story reminds me of why there was a strike in Hollywood. It's not exactly the same thing. This is a story about journalism or lack thereof, very brazen. Sports Illustrated caught using fake AI author. There's a lot of people who just want to submit an article and be paid for it, you know, real journalists. Let's tell you what's going on. Sports Illustrated reportedly created fake authors. For AI generated bring up graphic one. articles, okay, complete with phony headshots and bios. Yep. What are we looking at here? Findings from Futurism suggest Sports Illustrated has been publishing AI generated content and disguising it by including bylines and photos for authors that do not exist. Now, can you imagine? I'm in the Sports Illustrated newsroom. And I say, hey, Mondo, did you see our colleague's article? What what office is he working out of? Or oh, he's he's remote. I want to call him and tell him how great his article was. Is he in the company directory? This is dark. It's kind of crazy, if true. 
A report published Tuesday revealed that a number of headshots from SI's authors could be found on a website used to buy AI-generated headshots. Futurism continued digging for answers but found no evidence the writers in question actually existed outside of SI's website. Media light with the details. It's like a tree falls in the forest. And if nobody heard it, do these people exist? Or are they, that's a whole nother thing. This is very shady, very shady. Additionally, clicking on the names would open author pages complete with biographies and a list of hobbies. Now you're doing too much. You are doing too much, okay? I've done stories before, Mayor, where someone has faked a pregnancy for the entire time. Their partner, they live with their partner, desperate for a baby. Then they get more desperate as the due date nears and they need to go swipe a baby. The lie keeps growing and growing. There's a whole biography, a list of hobbies. I wonder what the hobbies were. Cheating and lying on the weekend. A writer by the name of Drew Ortiz. Good looking fella. For example, was described as enjoying camping, hiking, and being back on his parents' farm. His headshot, however, was easily found on a website with the description neutral white young adult male with short brown hair and blue eyes. Couldn't you just go to Duke University? And say, you got good writers here that we can hire for SI, okay? Why are you doing this? Futurism also found that Sports Illustrated would regularly delete those authors and create new AI authors. They even went as far as changing bylines on previous articles from the old authors to the new ones. Emphasize that SI never included any editor's notes about the change of byline. Now, to me, that's, (laughs) they're in so deep. That there were no editor's notes that, hey, we're doing this. I don't know that we'll get to that eventually, like at the end of time. Wow. Wow. Look at the pictures. I feel like I know her. AI generated. Fortunately, the practice isn't exclusive to Sports Illustrated. The Street, these are big time publications, folks. These are publications you know. The Street, a financial publication also owned by publisher, the Arena Group, also found to be engaged in the same practice. Futurism discovered in February that Men's Journal published an AI-generated article that was riddled with errors. You see, you can't replace human beings. You can't. Sure, AI can recreate me. Wouldn't that be annoying? Here she is again. She got Endless energy. She's over there. She's everywhere. Maybe they want me to lose weight. No problem. But when you do that, who created the creation? Okay. Thinking people, even annoying people who aren't that bright. People, the energy, intelligence, lack thereof of people. Wow. Not long after Futurism published the story, the Sports Illustrated Union released its own statement claiming they were not responsible for the creation of AI-generated content. When your own employees rise up and put up something like this, 
you, you're on your own. We, the workers of SI Union, are horrified by a story on the site, Futurism, reporting that Sports Illustrated parent company, the Arena Group, has published AI-generated content under SI's brand with fabricated bylines and writer profiles. That's the AKA, they lied. If true, these practices violate everything we believe in about journalism. We deplore being associated with something so disrespectful to our readers. SI statement, we the workers of the SI union are horrified by the story on the site Futurism. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) It's actually ridiculous, Mayor. Comment on this quickly before I go to the final one. I just, this is a story to, this is an institutional, real serious journalistic long form pieces they do. This is some, what was the bicycle guy who lied all those years and won every race? Lance Armstrong. That part. This is some Lance Armstrong stuff. It really is. And I think, it, and, and the, the fact about it is, it's even a step further than Lance Armstrong. And I'll tell you why. Lance Armstrong. Was using genetic modified drugs or drugs to, to genetic modify him, whatever he was doing, at least he was still him. In this case, there's no him or them or they, right? It's just AI. And, and the scary part about this is there's nobody to hold accountable for anything that's generated. Like there's no journalism in this. This is, but it's, if we get to the bottom of it, what it's truly about, it sounds like greed. You don't have to pay these people. You don't have to pay any writers. And so anything that's generated, any resource that's generated off of this, or oh, I mean, uh, in, income to generate this goes directly to this company. So I bet you if we get to the byline of the byline, or if we allow this to become, uh, the standard practice, we will have no journalists. And that's okay with this company. That's what Sports Illustrated and their parent company is telling us. We don't care about the human part of writing. We don't care about the human part of journalists. We care about the profit and we'll go to any means. Even creating Mickey Mouse or someone who looks like a white version, blue eye, blonde hair, everybody to to get that out for us, and it's absolutely tacky in that in that aspect for sure. Yeah, this is about money wanting to replace us. These these one percent of that, it might be half a percentage point. There's just you know they've got everything, you've got nothing, and now they want to pull I don't know like Jetsons or something. If you think you can survive with just AI generated joy, beauty, whatever. You're you're wrong, wrong, you're wrong, and it is just deplorable. And yes, I'm tired of saying SI mayor. I'm trying to look now, okay? (laughs) I'm tired of saying Sports Illustrated. What two, three, four fools or the board? I don't want to disparage the board. I have no knowledge of this, no evidence. But who got together and said, let's keep this quiet. Let's do a case study and see if we lose people. It stays the same. We could save a boatload of money. They've already laid people off tons over the years. But no, we want to be greedy. We want more. Let's get more. You're gross. Um, makes you say, what? We'll move on, but we're going to be monitoring that one. But for now, what in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Come on. 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 Come on.
got I got on video though. I got on video for you. You chill out on me. You chill out. crack team here at indisputable first showed me the video in the production meeting i was so confused it looked like mayor i thought this was a softball game or something am i wrong i thought it was a softball game but then a pregnant lady popped up guys were jawing at each other they cussed out the the person who recorded this and then i heard something about a rookie someone's a rookie and i thought to myself i thought baseball was boring is this how they trash talk during the World Series? This was banana, Mayor. So I got to turn it over to you to react. I don't know where to begin. I, I'm, I'm. All of this is, all of this is wrong. Like this is, this, is, <laughs> this whole situation is a lot for me. I mean, I see baseball bats, knives, other weapons, and I don't know what's going on at all, at all. I definitely heard a guy with the baseball bat that's tapping it on the ground. Say he's defending himself while he's talking his sports analogies. Definitely called him a rookie. Said he's been doing this, and he's tapping. I just here's what I want to know: When is COVID brain gonna go away, and we're gonna mm. dial it back? When are we gonna dial it back? And when is a woman who's in late term pregnancy? Did she wasn't trying to pull him back? She they both had. She was part of this thing. You understand? Very strange. Very strange. And we're not disparaging red states, but what in the red state? Hang on. It just is what it is, okay? Thank God, Georgia's purple now, right? Mayor, where I am, might be all the way blue, okay? And I'm not saying which is right, which is wrong. Blue is more right than red. But this is, put the picture up one more time, we're almost out of time. But she is pregnant, right? Late term pregnancy. And part of this thing right here, bring it on. What are you doing later? Did I hear someone say, what are you doing later? They got nice after they threatened to take each other out. It's very bizarre. Mayor, where can people find you? One of the good uh, guys. I, you know, on social media everywhere at Mundell Robinson. So that's where they can find me. We appreciate you, your wisdom, your insight, every single bit of it, Mayor. And I wouldn't mind it. You did already went to law school. I know you got other things on your plate, but we may need you to represent us at some point. We may need you. I may need you to, to practice, okay? Because this is a wild world we live in. It's really like the wild, wild west, although there were charming aspects somewhat of that. What about cowboys too? People forget about. Anyway, I'm Sharon Reed. In for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We thank the mayor of Enville, North Carolina, Mondale Robinson. And we hope you'll tune in again.